Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is host of the Wrestling Discussions podcast, the, the Inspiration Discussions podcast, and she's also an aspiring music artist and producer, Miss Ashley Janae. Thank you for joining me. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being on here. For, uh, let me let me say this first of all. I really enjoy my time on your podcast, um, wrestling discussions. Like mm-hmm. it was good because it, it gave me a chance to kind of like go back to my childhood. So I really appreciate. Yes. Oh yeah, no problem. I appreciate you for uh, agreeing to come on the show as well. I because I had a blast with it too. <laughs> yeah, just going down memory lane. Now, how how did you how do you remember how you became a wrestling fan? I do. So I actually got got really into wrestling back in 2004. So my uncle had passed away back in March. So that was when I really got into it because it was like therapy to me. And it kind of got my mind off of the situation. So and then and then it's fun. And it's kind of coincidence. It's a coincidence because Russ Smackdown, that was what I started watching. It used to come on on Thursdays and he passed on a Thursday. So uh, I was able to. So Smackdown happened to be on that day. So I was looking at it and it kind of got my mind off of things. So then that was when I just really became an instant fan. And it was on local channel. It was on UPN. So, hey, cable TV. So that was really how I got into it. So let me make sure make sure we click. He he introduced you to it before he passed. No, I I I was I introduced myself to it just by scrolling through the channels, and I just saw that wrestling was on, and it just happened to you know take my mind off of the situation because oh. it had oh, yeah. But he so he wasn't a fan. Nuh-uh, uh-uh. Now, my uncle, he no, he wasn't a fan like I was. So my dad, he was a huge fan. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I oh, was I saying, you... yeah, yeah, my dad was a huge fan of it. I just happened to become a fan of it by uh, watching it on my own. And then after the situation that happened with my uncle, that was when I got into it, became a fan. Oh, so it was more like... More like therapy, pretty much. Correct, correct, exactly. Now, how old were you? I was, I was, I was ten, going on eleven, because I uh, it happened in two thousand and four, and that was in March, and I would have turned eleven in August, so I was ten, going on uh, eleven. So you, so did you like really enjoy the first time you watched, or it was like mm. I did, I did, because I watched it from like beginning to end. And I remember uh, why I remember seeing wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio. You had the Dudley boys and um, you had Spike Dudley. You had Booker T, all them guys on there. So they they it, it was really a, a good way to really get my mind off of things. And I just became a fan ever since. And it's been and it'll be 20 years coming up. I've been I've been a fan. So are those, so the ones that you saw that night. Like because that was like your first introduction. Were those did those become like your favorite wrestlers? Uh, I would say Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero was my favorite, <laughs> and then the rest of those guys grow, uh, grew on me as I got older. Which 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 ones like grew on you? Uh, 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 uh book the Dudley Boys. You said book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, he because he was. I believe he was a heel at the time I started watching it. See, I was more into the good guys, which they called the baby faces. 
Oh, okay. So that's what it was. It's like I didn't care for the heels. I was always uh, a, a baggy face girl. I love the good guys like Rey Mysterio, Eddie. Even though Eddie did become heel at one point, but I still liked him though. But at that <laughs> time, I was just mostly focused on the baby faces. So did you? Did you? How? When did you start watching Raw? Oh, so I started watching Raw uh, back in, in April. So we had his funeral back in uh, back in April. So I would say after the funeral, the first week of April was when I got into it, got really into watching Monday Night Raw because it was at the WrestleMania 20. And then uh, this is when Evolution was together. So you had Triple H, you had Batista, you had Randy Orton, and you had Ric Flair. So at that time, I really got into it. So you you mentioned your father was a fan. Did he watch it with you? Uh, he 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 watched it with me a few times, but wow. see, he was more into the old school stuff. We talking about like um the uh the WCW, the WWF, the A the AWA or the NWA. Excuse me. He was more into that type of stuff. Wait, you don't mind me asking how old was your is your pops? He's still alive. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, he uh, right. he fifty, and he'd be fifty one his birthday in August. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, y'all yeah, not that. I, I think y'all around the same age, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm I'm forty three, so I'm he got some years ahead. <laughs> yeah, and see, I like I grew so I watched like I watched NWA and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but. Uh, I see we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have no nah, we didn't have cable so it would be on at my grandmother house like yeah. um, it would be because uh WC what was let me see it was NWA at that time so it would mm-hmm. come on at like it, it would come it would it would come on like six o'clock mm-hmm. tape so we would watch it like my me and my cousin would watch it. It was like, and they had it in like a studio. It was like okay, yeah, it wasn't that big at all. It was it was crazy. It was I didn't it was I didn't like how they did it, but I mean you know that it, look. Let's just say evolution is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it is. It is. So let's talk about um. Let's talk. I want. I don't. You got. You got your hands in so much stuff. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> um, but you know what? I want. I'm gonna stick to the pod. But um, let me go to the podcast. Okay. Because you. Because again, I, I met as I mentioned earlier. I was on your podcast. It was. And mm-hmm. I really, it was really good. Like I really enjoyed myself. So a wrestling podcast because that's that's really interesting. What made you decide to do that? Yeah. So again, uh, because I am a huge fan of the WWE and then you don't really have too many female wrestling podcasters out there. So I figured, let me just, um, you know, step out and do something different, do something that no one doesn't really do. So I just decided, okay, let me start a wrestling podcast because at first I was just only going to start that one pod, my my first podcast, which is inspiring discussions. I was just going to do that. But something told me like, no, you a fan of the WWE as well. You could talk about that too. So I decided, let me just start a, a second one. Because, like I said, it's not too many female wrestling podcasters out there. So, you know, I, so for me to be able to do that out of, you know, out, out of nowhere, it's like I had, I just really wanted to do it. You know, do something that a lot of people just really don't, that a lot of females don't do. So I figured, let me just go ahead and do it. And I did it along with the uh, inspiring discussions. 
So because it because it's not that because it's a I mean it's a gazillion podcasts out here, but like yeah. really not that many female podcasts, and then we're talking about a black female, which adds another layer to it. So mm-hmm. that make it harder or tougher for you to start the podcast. No, it, it, it doesn't because the sky's the limit. If I know I can do it, I'm going to do it, you know, no matter what, because I've been a fan of it for going on 20 years, as I mentioned earlier. So now it's, it, I don't feel like it's no uh, barriers to it. I mean, it's just, you do it, you do, you do it and you put your all into it. And that's what I have uh, been trying to do since February, since I launched both of the podcasts. Do you have, do you, do you always have guests on the wrestling one? Uh, no, sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. So because I know for my for the first few episodes I did, I mostly talked about how I got into wrestling, you know, how I became a fan and my favorite wrestlers and my favorite tag teams. So I just, you know, I, I just started off with those episodes and then I started adding guests. And then sometimes I might do episodes when I have a view on something like I had talked about this past this past year, WrestleMania. So that was a solo episode I did because I just wanted to express my opinions and views about it. And then sometimes, you know, I, I may you know, I may do a bonus episode about something random, like maybe a video game or something like that. So it's a mixture that I do. Do you prefer recording alone or with guests? You know, I like doing, I like the guests all of a sudden because they're, they really just get the show going, you know, I mean, and then it's so much uh, more fun and entertaining. So I actually like the guests better. And then what's funny is I actually going to have a guest on, on episode um, 11 as well. No, I have, I'm actually have a guest on episode 10 and 11. So yeah, I'm actually liking the guests, but what? I still, you, huh? How do you find your guests? So what I do is I uh I find them on IG and then sometimes it's uh relatives that I had that I you know that I'm able to uh, connect with to get to get them on my show because like with episode ten I have my uh, brother on there and my uh, cousin on there so I just basically you know contacted them you know I text them and then my dad is actually on the episode too so we just talked about it and then the other guest that's on there you know I did it off of IG. Because I, I, I was surprised when you asked me to do it. Oh, of course. Yes. Because <laughs> you know what? Because uh, actually I had did an episode with, with uh, Rodis from Rodis Live. So mm-hmm. we had did it on IG. That's how I found out about you. I'm like, okay. And then that was when I found out you was a podcaster. And then, I, of course, I found out you used to be into it as well. So I figured, let me get him on here. Let's make this more interesting. Yeah, it was, and 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 I like I said earlier, it was really that that was probably the most fun podcast I've been on because it re, it reminded um, me of my childhood. Like, yes, it's like you went down memory lane again. It's like you felt like a kid again, basically. Like I felt like that ten year old girl again that had first started watching it. So yes, it does bring back a lot of memories. Do you try to keep it? Do you try to keep a time on it because I'm because. I didn't when I saw how long I was, I was shocked. It didn't feel like we talked that long. <laughs> you know, I know I really don't have a limit. I mean, it's what it's uh, it depends on the conversation. If the conversation is deep and intense, then yeah, I don't mind it being extended to over an hour because it depends on the topic. Do you, like, you I, know which one the longest one you had? The longest one I had. Oh, I, I would have to say the one with me and my dad was the longest one. I think I was we was at two hours with that. <laughs> uh. 
So yeah, because I know me and my dad, we could talk about that stuff for like hours. So I would have to say the episode of me and my dad was the longest one. Okay. You I'm gonna transition to, to music because like okay. I didn't even know, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know that you were like in the music until we mm-hmm. started talking more offline. And yes. one, you, one of the things you told me that was really interesting, you said you're going to you want to write and produce for others as well as yourself. But I want to start with the others because that's really interesting to me. Why do you want to write for other people? So I want to write for uh, for for other people because um well number one writing is my passion and then I would not mind turning on the radio one day or turning on Pandora listening to someone sing my sing my idea my creation you know it's not the life that and then too I'm not vocally I'm not vocally talented yet <laughs> so that's why I figure let me just uh, give my stuff to other artists that could um that could make that could basically bring it, bring some light to what I'm, to the story, to the situation. Because I started off writing back in 2012, but uh, but it was short stories at first. And then that was when it developed into lyrics back in 2012. So I was at my uh, grandmother's house and I had uh, wrote, um, I had wrote a version to uh, Neo's Lazy Love. I'm sure everybody heard that song. So I'm basically the girl in the song. So I basically wrote that out. And then after that, I just started really digging writing. And then the first song I wrote, it was called Never Meant to Hurt You. And that song was long. (laughs) It was like, what, two or three pages. So I had to learn how to shorten up my verses and my chorus, too, because you don't want to be too long with getting the point on. So, um, yeah, that, that was really how I got into it. Now, my producer came later, though, because I didn't even think I was going to make beats, though, because I know growing up as a kid, I used to, you know, how, how you go to school, you had a desk and the pencils and you make beats on the tables and stuff. Yes. So I used to do that growing up. So I and I never thought I'd uh, get into producing, though. So, yeah. So and then I and then I make my beats and stuff off of uh, Serato Studios. So, because I did try to work with a producer, but I guess you could say it didn't go as planned. So that just inspired me to just do it, do it myself. If you want something done, just do it. Yes. So and then, so that's what I decided to do. So, and I do want to write. Uh, I do want to produce more for, um, of course, R and B artists and also hip hop artists too. Because I do like making hip hop beats as well as R and B beats. Because I mean. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said No, that's okay. That's okay. Because I do want to be versatile, too. Because you don't just want to, you just don't want to do one thing. You have to get out and do other stuff. I, when, you, when you talk about writing for others, um, and you say you would like to hear the song on the radio, do, mm-hmm. you want, do you want writer's credit or would you be okay with ghostwriting? See, I, I would want some writer's credit, though, definitely, because and then that's when the royalties and stuff come in. So I would definitely want to benefit off that by the by the royalties. And, you know, some people might uh, do prefer ghostwriter, but I don't I don't I wouldn't want to be the ghostwriter. I would want to be acknowledged for what I did do. Are you saying you would not ghostwrite at all? No, I'm well, you never know. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I said you never know. I'm not, it's not a yes or no, but you just never know. But now I would just really prefer to get that acknowledgement out there. Okay. Yeah. Who, who are some of your favorite songwriters? So I would have to say uh Neo was my favorite uh songwriter, the dream, Carrie Hilson. I would have to say Babyface, Money Long, 
and um, let's see, Eric Bellinger and Vito, and then who else? Because I and then also uh, John B, and also somebody else. That's that's really good. Man or woman? I'm trying to. That's the only, you know, that's the only eight I could think of right now. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. It's another male one, Static Major. He used to write for Aaliyah. That's the one that passed away, right? Yep, he did pass away. So, yep, Static Major, that's the one. Okay, because he, oh, yeah. he, he helped write Lollipop, right? Yep, he did. He sure did uh, help write that for, um, wrote, well, wrote that with uh, Lil Wayne. So, yep, Static Major, that's the, I, I'm like, I know it's one more up in there. But, yeah, it's him, though. So, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite writer, writers. I when you mentioned so it's funny that you mentioned the dream because I was me and mm -hmm. me and my buddy we was having a conversation about music I had no idea the dream wrote all those songs of course yes he had wrote moving mountains for Usher and then you know that song with Beyonce break my soul he had uh co-wrote that with other artists uh with other songwriters too hmm, okay so let me okay. yeah, and then he wrote uh Rihanna's umbrella too yeah let me ask you this. Would you rather, would you, because he has, uh, his catalog is crazy. Mm -hmm. So would you rather have him, his, would you rather have his writing catalog, like all those hits that he wrote, mm -hmm. or Beyonce's singing career? Oh, wow, that's so hard there. Because Beyonce has an amazing singing career, though. But you know what? It's like, man, I would have to say the Dreams uh, catalog because, number one, that's royalties and those are going to forever be hits. You know, I mean, a career is a career, yes. But to say you wrote all these hits, that matters. So I would have to go with the Dreams catalog. Do you prefer, so I know, <laughs> I know you said you kind of, you don't really have the voice that you would like to perform. But let's say, let's say you did have a great voice. Would you prefer to perform or would you prefer to like be in the background, just writing for people? You know, I would like to do both, write and perform. The more the merrier, because, um, you know, as I was saying, I mean, you want to be able, you want to be able to, uh, you don't want to limit yourself. You want to get out there and do other stuff. So if I definitely had the voice, I would do both, sing and write. You know, because well, I look at that. Which one would you be more passionate um, about though? Which one would you be more passionate about? Yeah, um, I mean, if I had the voice, I would have to just be uh, passionate about both, the writing and the voice, because number one, I got the writing ability, and then also I have the voice to go along with it. So I would have to say both of those would be my passion, because I was trying to choose one, but it's so hard, <laughs> though. It's so hard. That's why I'm like, nah, I, I would have to choose two, both the passion of the writing and the passion of the singing. I, and, and, and the reason I ask that because there mm -hmm. are some people who um, they don't like to perform. Like, like um, I know Neo was saying he did not want to perform. He never wanted to sing, but they just kept pushing him to do it. So he yeah, doing it. And you know that's what and that's what happened with John B too. Uh, he uh, he didn't he didn't uh, think he was gonna be an artist or a singer. He he just thought he was gonna be behind the scenes writing. But, you know, I guess he had got influenced by Babyface to just go ahead and do it. 
I'm gonna be honest. I, I I'm I'm a little shocked. You know who John B is? <laughs> uh, you heard that song? They don't know. Come on. <laughs> no, I said I'm shocked. You know who he is? Oh, of course, of course. Yes, they know. They don't know. And then he had that song, um, uh, "Pretty Girl," and then of course that hit he had with "Babyface," "Someone to Love." Those, those that's my cuts there. And then uh, also yeah. he had. I don't know. Did you hear this new song he did? It was about a few years ago. It was him featuring Donnell Jones. Uh, if I did. Let me see. Because nah, I nah. forgot. I know, I know he did a collab with Donnell Jones. Oh, it was called Understand. Understand. That's a hit there. So uh that that's my song too. And I like that he teamed up with a Chicago artist too, because as we all, as we all know, Donnell is from Chicago. Oh, that must be where you're from. Yep, I'm from I'm from the Shad, yes, that Shad City. <laughs> so, yeah. so Foz producing, who are some of your um, favorite producers? Yeah, so I like uh, DJ Khaled. I like Dre, and uh, who else? Because it, it's so it's so many uh, producers out here. Uh, Swiss Beats, I got to put Swiss in that category, and um, and I'm trying to really think of um, some female producers though. Let me see. Hold on. It's it's she, her name at the tip of my tongue too. Um, because I know I have her sample package on my uh Serato Studios. Let me see what her name is. What's Serato Studios? So so that's so that's a, a software to where you can make uh your beats at. So make your beats on. Excuse me. So you have um they give you a list of samples. And then they give you a list of genres. So if you want to do hip hop, you want to do R&B, you want to do pop, you want to do techno, you want to do house, you know, they give you those options. And then they have a beat grid there to where you could get to where you could uh, make your beat on there. So it's really nice, too, because the first the first few beats I done produced thus far has been on Serato Studios. And then I've been using this other uh, software called Loop Clouds. So what that is, it's just basically a sample, a sample uh, website. You know, you, you hear a sample, you like it, and then you go ahead and you can put it on another software too to make the finish making the beat. What, do you have to pay for this? Yeah, you do. So it is a monthly fee. So I know with Serato's, I know I pay $11.99 a month. And then oh. with Loop Cloud, it's not, it's very economical. And then with Loop Clouds, I pay like $7.99 a month, but they have three different packages. So you can do the $7.99. I think it's an $11.99 and I think it might be a $29.99. So it's just basically more stuff you can do on there. So you could probably get a hold some more samples is what you're paying more for. I noticed you only pretty much named like rap hip hop. Um, so is that... Is that what you would produce or would you try to produce R&B as well? Both, both. I want to produce both R&B and hip hop. And then also too, I will be digging into some pop, uh, some uh, pop producing too. You know, because you, you got a lot of uh, good pop artists out here. They might, they might need those uh, pop producing beats too to uh, get they, to really bring their song to life. So I'm going to dig into that too. Because like I said, I just want to be very versatile because I don't want to just limit myself to just only hip hop, only R&B, only, you know, I want to get out there and then and venture out other uh, samples too, or other sounds. We, and something you said um, when you first started that it's, um, well, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's not really a lot of women doing produ 
Doing, yeah, and then I and I'm gonna find that lady's uh, that girl's name too because I do have her sample package. So does that? So because there's not a lot of women, like does that push you even harder? Because you know, like yes, it it does. It does give me some boost though, just to uh, um, let let them know that hey, women can do it too. It's not solely the man can always do it, but you have women out here that can do it too. So was you one of the ones beating on the table? At I was, I was. I used to have beat competitions. I, I used to have uh, beat competitions with some people. Uh, I, I would win some of them. I would lose some of them. But yeah, but I definitely, I was into beating though. Because you remember that um, beat called uh, Grinding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I used to beat, beat, do that beat on the table. And then, and then I used to do this beat. This is when Will Smith had came back with that song, uh, A. I think it was called A. So um, I, I used to do that beat too. And that beat was kind of hard in the beginning because you got to catch yourself. Because I know it's like a double beat in between, but you have to catch yourself. So that way you could uh, keep the beat, keep keep it going. So, but I eventually learned that beat too. You, 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 you uh, from Chicago, but I didn't hear you mention Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely, yeah, I would say Kanye, he, he would he would have to be one of my favorite producers too. But now this other producer I was talking about, her name is Track Girl. She's a very uh very awesome producer as well. I want to say I heard of her. I want to say okay. I heard of her. And it, has also, she worked with uh, any major Ocean. artists? Huh? Has she ever worked with any major artists? I think I want to say she worked with Janae Aiko. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I believe, yeah, they, they had worked together. Because I know that on that on, on her bio, it read that she had worked with Janae Aiko. And also, you had this other producer, too, named Ocean. So he had produced a sample that I had used on one of my um on one of my uh beats. You you used one of his samples on your beats? Uh-huh. Because one okay, because one thing about Serato, these producers on here. They um they have some stuff they had like some, a little some stuff made up to what you can use as royalty free to put in your beats. So I heard his um I heard his package and I was really impressed with it. So I went on ahead and um uh, and, and purchased his uh, package as well. And then I saw his videos on YouTube too. And he's very um and then he's uh, he's very um you're gonna learn a lot from him. So he's very educational. And then also to another favorite producer, man, I can't forget him. It's Timberland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I gotta put, I gotta put Timmy up there. Yeah, he's, yeah, he would have to be one of my uh, favorite producers too, because you know he produced for um, Justin Timberlake. He produced for Aaliyah. You know, artists like that. How long does it take you to do a beat? So it's it. So it it, it depends. If I'm able to find a sample right away that I like, I can get that beat done within an hour. Now, if it's taking me a, a while to really find that sample that stick out, then it could take about two hours. Do you try to sell them or? Yeah, I, so that is what I'm going to start working on. So I'm going to start working on selling my beats, too, because that's another way you can really uh, profit in the music industry, too, is by selling your beats. And then you can also sell them on uh, Airbit, Airbit.com and, um, and Beat Rockstars. You can sell your stuff on there too, because you have producers on there that have stuff on there you can buy and you can sell too. So you you said those beats are royalty free. So you're able. So even if you use those particular samples, you can go ahead and sell them. 
Uh, yes, because it is royalty free. Now, if it's a situation where it doesn't mention royalty free, then I wouldn't take a chance with it. Because you do want to see something that says royalty free. Oh, so not oh, so not everything is royalty free. Well, well, it it well, it it depends on where you get it from. Because I know, like like for instance, on on Airbit, you might have to uh, work something out with the producer or something like that. Maybe you might have to um uh, pay a little something for that beat, and then he might have to, and then he he probably might uh, could take some credit. But I do know with uh, softwares that I've been using, Loop Class, Serato Studios, that stuff is royalty free. So it's your stuff. So you can so you can you can see all that stuff now with Airbnb and all that other stuff. You may have to work something out with them producers since that since that is a whole beat that they produced on there. So now that's when it becomes a it's a different situation now. So they so so you you load this this program into the computer yourself. Yep, I did. I did. So and so I did it. I did it from I learned from it on YouTube Academy. So, you know, they be telling you a lot of stuff, how to upload and all that stuff. But it's, but it's really not that bad, though. You know, you just have to go with the website, go to the website and go from there. It'll tell you step by step what to do. So it's not that bad, though. But I do recommend Windows 10 and Windows 11. Or if you have a MacBook, you can use that, too. Because I know with all the, the older Windows, it's not going to be supportive. It's not going to be, you're not going to be able to use it on there. Oh. So yeah, you got to use Windows 10 or Windows 11 or a MacBook. That's the only way you're gonna use them uh, softwares. Have you had anybody rap over any of your beats yet? Uh, nope, not yet. <laughs> you waiting? But I, no, I'm. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working every single day. <laughs> so it, it'll be some stuff coming out soon. You told you did now. Correct me if I'm wrong. You told me that you and your brother have a show coming up. Yeah, so we uh we have a show coming up on on September the so we so we looking at September the second for the show. So this would be the first show that me and my brother put together. So it's gonna have a mixture of uh, hip hop artists and also we're gonna have some R and B artists in there as well. Oh, so it's not just him. No, it's not just him. We're gonna include other people, and then the, and then the single that I'm working that I'm working on right now, I will be performing it there. Uh, on, on that day as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that's a single that I'm working on too. So yep, it's so it's called Ride or Die. I'm gonna just put it out there. It's called Ride or Die. So and then this is gonna be uh base my uh my first single, and then I'm and then it's gonna be and I'm gonna have a, a artist featured on there. So I'm not gonna say who because I don't I don't want to spoil nothing. So that's gonna be the first my first single that I put out, and then I'm, then I'm gonna perform at the show. Are you nervous about it? I, I, I'm, I'm both. I'm nervous and excited about it because number one, it's going to put me out there as an artist, and then two, it's getting my foot in the door on what it's like being an artist as well. So I'm excited about it because, like I said, I started off with the writing, so me to finally start elevating to uh, writing, producing, and being an artist—that's that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then this is going to be a rap song with with a little bit of R and B in it too, just to put that out there. Okay. Is there is there age that you feel like is too old? Um, no, nah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, because you gotta have. You, I mean, it's nothing wrong with a ride or die. Everybody at any age need a ride or die. Somebody that's gonna ride for them and be there for them no matter what. I mean, I mean, because a lot of times with they, a lot of times people say, okay, well, 
if you haven't made like and it seems like rap is the only genre that does this like mm-hmm. if you haven't made it by a certain age then it's like nah it's too late you can't make it right nah nah i'm nah i, I don't I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's never too late to really to really do anything. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's what I believe. I mean, if, if God gives you another day, you're gonna go ahead and make the most of it. That's what I believe in. You know, it's it's never too late. You just have to put in the time and the work for it. And then you have to stay as as consistent as you can. And then too, you have to try to network to the best of your ability as well. You mentioned networking. How how important is your uh, social media presence? It's very important because that's how you're going to see what's out there. That's how you're going to get a hold to different artists. So like I said, I have a demo that's uh, ready to go to get put on the market. So I had to network with this particular artist to put together a demo. So that was very important. Then we also commune and I and I found out about her through my brother on social media too, on IG. So it is very important to have your social media going that because that's it because that's how you really connect with different artists people that's doing the same thing you're doing so it's very important and it's also important for the podcast too now does your brother rap sing what does he do he raps he raps so he has a song out called dear god and then and then he did the music video and that's on youtube his name is shikari ralph too so that's yep j-a-c-a-r-r-i and his last name is spelled R-E-L-F. And he's all on social media, too. So you can find him on IG. You can find him on Facebook and, of course, YouTube. And I believe he has a Twitter account, too. Now, now will it be a time where he'll actually use you, use your production, like use your beats? I think so. I, and, and, you know, and you know what's funny? Uh, because he... He does a little bit of producing too, but I could, but he has complimented me on my beats too. So I definitely, definitely see myself producing the beat for him. Is there a certain producer that you would say influenced you the most, like your style? Hmm. Let's see. I, you, you know, I'm, 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 on, I won't say I. Now there, there is it's not a producer that really influenced my style. I was able to just basically find my own style naturally. Okay. Now, now with those other producers, I did look up too, but with my style, I was just basically able to find it on my own. Because at the end of the day, you just want to be authentic. You just want to be you. But you can have those influences, though. Yes, but you have to also have your own style too. I would so if so. To the common listener, how would you describe your sound? So my sound, mm-hmm. so my sound is more. Uh, it's I, I would have to say it's catchy because one thing I do with my intro, you were you gonna you gonna hear this you gonna hear the sample and then you gonna and, and then you gonna hear you gonna hear the sample then you are gonna hear the beat drop. So I would have to say catchy and then interesting. Those that's how I would have to describe my beats. It's just catchy and interesting. Will you be? Will you? Uh, will you use tags on your beats? Ta- uh, mm-mm. Come out. S- say that again. You know what I'm talking about when I say tags. So like, so it's uh, okay. So tags is like uh like Metro Boom, and they'd be like Metro, or like you know. Oh, like, you talk about like the background. Uh, like you talk about like the vocal sounds in the background. Well, no, well, so okay, like, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't think I'm showing my age. <laughs> 
each. Not right, but yeah, Matt, I think they. I, I'm pretty sure I heard they call them tags. Like, uh, so like Metro booming is like Metro, and then London. What's his name? London on the track. The we got London on. Oh the yeah, like those. Uh, and you got the intro. Yeah, like the vocal intros in the background. Um. Maybe in the future I could look into using that, but for now I'm I'm a I'm a uh, I'm not gonna use it for right now. Oh, okay. But yeah, but I'm sure I, yeah, like I, might, I, might, I might come up with a catchphrase to put on there. You know how like so, DJ Khaled, yeah, like, you know how like with DJ Khaled says D like uh, DJ Khaled, he might do something like that. That's his catchphrase and stuff and tag. But yeah, not for that, right. Yeah, cause see, so like the older producers, the, like you mentioned, the Dre's. Uh, I don't think I don't think Swiss Beats use them. Like the older producers don't so. use them, but like the newer producers, like Metro Boom and um, uh, Hit Boy. I heard a Hit Boy. Yeah, you mean you heard a Hit Boy? Right, I heard. <laughs> right. I heard. Yeah, 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 Hit Boy. When you said that name, yeah, yeah. What a, a Grammy Award winning Hit Boy? Yeah, him. Hmm. <laughs> yes i'm like yeah I, I know i heard that name before but yeah but now nah, but maybe in the future i could definitely look into tags but for the time being now nah, i'm gonna just go ahead and keep it simple would you would you prefer to work and i, and I, and I just thought about this question just because i know okay. boy because he so hit boy um like the last couple years has been like really working heavy with nas with like skin um king's disease one through three, and then you got Magic, Magic Two, Magic One, and Magic Two getting ready to come out. So, like, they they kind of got this duo thing going. Would mm -hmm. that be something you would like to do, like work with one particular artist, or you would prefer like to just like have various artists you work with? You know, I would want to work with uh, various artists. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just just, and then the reason being because of the different styles. That's why we really want to work with uh, just various artists. Okay, I I I, I get I want to close, but I gotta talk to you be, about goals because you talked before we before we before we um started recording. You told me your biggest goal, which was interesting. Well, I don't, don't want to say what's your biggest goal, but your most immediate goal is you want to record fifty episodes before the end of the year. Why that yeah. particular number? But fit, well, fifty because that's half. That's half of one hundred. So that's letting me know I'm halfway to my milestone and getting a hundred episodes. So that's why I said fit, uh, fit, striving for fifty for right now before the end of the year. That's gonna that's gonna mean a lot because, like I said, I'm halfway to where I need to be. And you got and you got two podcasts. So how does that work? Planning so for what two. I. Uh, so yeah, so what I do is I just uh, like to I like to prepare my episodes. So what I so what I do is I come up with a topic I want to talk about for inspiring discussions, and then I come up with a topic on what I want to talk about with wrestling discussions. So once I get that together, then that's when I start just writing down some ideas. What do I want to talk about in that particular episode and this and that? Then then also if I have guests on my show, okay, then that's when I had then that that's when I have my calendar. And I write down all the guests that's going to be on my show. So that way I stay organized. And then I come up with questions. And then I come up with a nice intro for them. So that's what I do. And then um, I, I, um, I record one episode. And then 
if I do a solo episode, I'm gonna record. Um, so for instance, I might record aspiring discuss episode of aspiring discussions first, and then I get to wrestling discussions and release those at the same time. Now, if I have a situation with guests, you know, maybe one one day I would um record with aspiring discussions and then and another day record with wrestling discussions. And then I edit those the same day and release them the same day. So that's what I do. I just try to plan ahead. And then I try to stay organized by using the calendar. So that's how I really able to uh, manage two podcasts. And then it's something that I really want to talk about. I love talking about inspiration and I love having guests on that. That's very inspiring. And then with wrestling, I just love talking about it. So that's what kind of makes it more easy and fun too and more manageable. Do you ever recall both of them on the same day? Same, uh, yep, I do. So for my uh, first pilot, so for my pilot episodes, I'm gonna have to say pilot because that was my first. I recorded those episodes the same day. Oh. Yep, yeah, and then it was really, and it was really fun too because it's like I, I, I got my point out across, you know, the purpose of me doing the podcast and you know the reason why I became a fan of the WWE. So yep, I did that in one day, and then I had released it the same day too. See, I don't know but yeah, so I stay, uh, I stay dedicated with it. And because, and, and then that's the thing, when you start in the podcast, you want to make sure you have, you have a top where you, you could have something you could talk about for hours, you know, something that you could talk about any day. So I knew that it's, it's inspirational wrestling. That was going to be a, a green light for me. Cause I could talk about that stuff for days. And I don't know if I could record two, two podcasts in one day. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it took up my whole entire day, but you know it was worth it. And then so I didn't really, I didn't have nothing to do that day. So I said, why not just record both of the episodes at the same time? And it really wasn't all that long either. I think it was probably like 15, 20 minutes for each episode. Okay. Yeah. So and so that's another thing. I try to get straight to the point. I don't want to have it so long. You know, certain episodes I might have for 30 minutes or over 30 minutes. There's certain episodes I might have under 30 minutes, depending on the topic. Okay. I want to close with this because I know how passionate you are as a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the chance to book the, the main event for WrestleMania 40. What All would right. it be? What would it be and who would it be and why? Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. For WrestleMania 40. It's mm -hmm. in Philly, by the way, if that matters. Oh god, that's fine. The uh, city of brotherly love. Um, I'm I still got my money on Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania 40 for the main event. The reason being because you got blood versus blood, family versus family, and then um, and and then of course uh, Roman Reigns he did lose to the Usos, so I would want to see if he had taken another loss to another family member. So that's what would make that match more interesting and why I would want to see it. And then, too, like I said, The Rock is still in good shape. Of course, Roman is still in good shape. And I just believe both of those two would tear down the house. And I feel like that match would be better than the match he had uh, with John Cena uh, back at WrestleMania uh, 28 and 29, I believe. Well, wait a minute. They, they wrestled twice. So which one? Correct. So I'm talking about uh, both of those WrestleManias they had. So I want to say it was 28 and 29 they fought. Yeah. So which match you didn't like? So you said which match uh, did I? You, you said it. Was, you said the. You said Rock and Roman will be better. 
So I'm it, saying better than both of them. Or? I was yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sorry. It'd be better than both of them. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, it would be better than both because, like I said, it, it's gonna be another match that you would never thought that you never thought you would see. You know, like same thing with the Rock and John Cena. We didn't think we was gonna see that match, but we still saw it. So the only, I, the only reason, the only reason, I, the only thing I say about that, the Rock and Cena too, was the Rock got hurt. Yeah, so I heard. I think that that I think that not a thing. I'm definitely sure that changed the way the match was gonna go because he. So his ab, his abdomen muscles. So it's like, yeah, it's not too much you could do with that. That's true. And then he end up dropping the title that night too. I mean, he probably was going to do that anyway, because I mean, yeah, he, he was he was he he was part time, so it wasn't no way. Well, shit. Now they true. let times keep the belt, so I don't want to say that, but I, I'm pretty sure everybody knew that he wasn't going to beat John Cena twice because he beat him in Miami. So I'm sure he wasn't going to let him beat him twice. So. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think that I think what Roman and The Rock they tear down the house, and it'd be better than Cena versus The Rock. Now, only thing is, they would have to just play that match safely. I'm talking about with The Rock and Roman because he is a, a multi-million dollar movie star signed to Disney, so they have to kind of play this match safely, so that and way who, he won't get hurt. And who would you have winning it? I, I, hands down, the people, the people champ The Rock. Oh, okay. I would have to have a rock win, even though Roman, that's my guy. Yeah, that is, he is my favorite wrestler currently. But when it comes to the rock, that's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. So all time has to be current favorite wrestlers. <laughs> so even if even if Roman was champ, you would still let the rock win. Because you booking the show, it's yours. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was you I was set up for the rock to win though. But then it's like he will only but but he will only hold the total the title for so long. And what I what I would do is set a rematch probably for SummerSlam to where Roman beats The Rock to regain his title. So it could be something like that. So The Rock would be under a part-time contract, basically, as champion. Okay. And then, of course, drop it to Roman at SummerSlam. I think that would be a good way to go with it. Okay. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I want to thank you. Oh, yeah. For- I thank you. <laughs> For, for, I really appreciate you um, doing this, and also thank you for for inviting me on your platform. I, I really oh yeah, no worries, no worries. Anytime. I like. I, I'm serious about what what I said. You got to do a part two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we could do that. We could do that. You just gotta let me know. Oh okay, yeah, most definitely. But before we end it, let the people know how they can follow you and how they can listen to your podcast. Sure. So um, you can listen to my podcast, both of my podcasts at Spotify, at Heart Radio. Uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And um, for my social media, you can follow me on Instagram or AKA IG at Blue Shades1993. And you can follow me on Facebook at Ashley Janae. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Janae93. All right. Well, again, thank you for doing this. And also, I wish you all the best with the show in September. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.